and welcome to the Mission Inspire podcast, a production of the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. My name is Mo Barrett, a leadership speaker and retired Air Force Colonel. This month, we welcome a very special guest. You may know her as a trailblazing executive and leader in the National Football League as Vice President and Chief Brand Officer for the Dallas Cowboys. But she's also a tremendous champion of something very close to our hearts here at the Mission Inspire podcast as the chairman of the board of the National Medal of Honor Museum Foundation. As one of the museum's fearless leaders, she's laser focused on building a home to honor our nation's greatest heroes by rallying the nation behind the creation of the museum in Arlington, Texas, and a national monument in Washington, DC. She understands how important it is to pass on the values represented by the medal, courage and sacrifice, commitment and integrity, citizenship and patriotism for future generations to learn from and be inspired by. And that vision is now closer than ever to reality, thanks to her leadership. With the museum slated to break ground early next year and the US Senate just last week, taking an important vote to advance approval of the monument. So with that, it is my distinct honor to welcome Charlotte Jones to the Mission Inspire podcast. So Charlotte, welcome and thank you so much for joining us. Now you are wrapping up what's been a big month for the museum. And for those who may not have seen it, each November, the NFL pays tribute to America's veterans through its Salute to Service initiative. And during the Cowboys game on November 7th, which I was honored to attend, both on the Fox Sports pregame show and on the big screen. I, I, I say big screen. I mean, it's a jumbo screen. I've never seen a TV bigger than that or a jumbotron bigger than that. But during halftime, the museum debuted a new PSA featuring three former presidents calling on their fellow Americans to support the creation of the new National Medal of Honor Museum. There is a question in here, I promise. <laughs> what I'd like to hear about is how significant that moment was for the museum and for you personally. So if you could shed some light on how the PSA came about and to have three former presidents from both parties come together like that in support of the museum. That's what I'd love to hear about. Yes, well, thank you for that setup. And it truly was an inspirational day. And to see all of that come together and to be able to do so in the middle of our game and for Fox uh, to cover that, to tell the story, to air the PSA and to be such great partners in sharing this message was really amazing. Uh, you know, we had been wanting to do, as you may realize, our honorary directors are Presidents Carter, Clinton, Obama, and Bush. And in light of that, you know, it's, it's kind of like, how did I come about to chair this? Well, when you find out those are your honorary directors, um, you say, well, of course, why not? <laughs> it's amazing. And so they have been engaged in this, this project from the beginning. And actually, when we were bidding to get the museum to land in Arlington, Texas, President Bush was part of that effort and, and actually um, celebrating the fact that it was going to come to Arlington. So when we started working really uh, through COVID, um, we were trying to figure out, um, we had heard that they would be interested in doing this, trying to actually get them to to them and then to be able to participate and all of the editing and all of that to come together um, was quite a feat from um, several people on our team and their team, but everyone was so determined to want to make this happen. I, I think that's the thing that I've been most impressed by this entire project is that when you ask a former president of the United States, the thing that they're most proud of 
Um, it's their ability to recognize these incredible men and one woman right. uh, who have received the Medal of Honor. So they are so willing to want to participate. So for us to get Cart, I mean, Presidents Clinton and Bush and Obama all together in one PSA for the National Medal of Honor Museum was, was truly inspirational and quite a feat. And, you know, I, I say that from a lot of angles, obviously just to have them, but the fact that it was such a message of unity. Um, I yeah. bought a bipartisan display uh, for everybody to come together and show their respect for those who serve and, and not just those who've received the Medal of Honor, but that, that which the medal represents. And that's the 40 plus men and women who have served and continue to serve in our military. And to be able to do that in such a grand stage in such a grand fashion was really remarkable. Yeah, that, that it was amazing. It was it was neat to see how it was received in the stadium as well. Just watching the jumbotron because that I mean that was the first time people saw it. So that was that was a great reception of it too. And just again, you talk about that unity, and I think our country needs that more than any more than ever now. You know, but so so that PSA was actually the culmination of a of a great weekend of events that featured the Medal of Honor recipients, including a very special visit to the Cowboys practice ahead of the game. And um, I understand that General Pat Brady, who is a Vietnam War Medal of Honor recipient, um, got to talk to the team and um, gave some inspirational words. So can you tell us what his visit meant for you and for the team? You know, I, it was so wonderful to have him here because as um, you know, I've been asked about why is this project so important to me? Why is it so important to our family and to our organization? And when we think of um, who our players are and what, what they do on a daily basis and what actually inspires them, uh, we look to people like our Medal of Honor recipients and those, those who have served, um, but those who have done things above and beyond the call of duty uh, to, for their fellow man and to actually understand what true sacrifice looks like to really understand what teamwork is all about. And there's no better orator to do that than, than General Brady. And for our guys to have the opportunity to hear some of his stories of why he served, um, why he did the things he did, knowing that he might not come home from, from the missions that he chose to serve. Uh, those are powerful stories and, and they really, truly inspire our guys to dig deep and understand that what they do is a gift and that they have the opportunity every day to play a game that they love because of the men and women who have sacrificed and have served to protect our democracy. So to get to see him in action, to hear his stories um, and particularly his stories about courage and faith, I, I think truly resonated with our entire team. And just to have that ability to not only hear from him, but we had a few other Medal of Honor recipients that were there. Right. And we had a few former players that also served in the military that were there. And Come on, you got Chad Hennings, man. But Chad Hennings. So we had quite um, a contingent of, of people there, but yeah. And, and I think the greatest thing was, as, as General Brady was telling a lot of his stories, there were tears in a lot of the, the men's eyes listening to him because not, not only did they appreciate his story, but a lot of them were remembering their own family members uh, right. served and, and some of whom they had lost. And so it was a really impactful moment. And I think the best part was afterwards when 
every single one of them came up to shake his hand and to shake yep. the recipients who were also on, on, on the sidelines. Yeah. No, that speaks a lot to the, to the, the, the fact that your that your team gets it and understand it, you know, of course you had Pat Tillman who played for the NFL and then resigned and then went to the army. Um, and of course you got the legend, Chad Henning. So he and I went to the same school. So our alma mater is the same. So, um, so I, 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 I did warn you ahead of time that I am a Washington football team born and raised fan. So of course I'm going to promote Pat Tillman and, uh, but I do admire Chad Hennings and I do admire the way your team respected um, all the Medal of Honor recipients and that they, they understood and got the message. But uh, so we will step back a bit to your role as the chair of the museum foundation. So you are obviously a very busy woman and uh, I just, just reading your bio exhausted me. So I took a nap and then I just got ready again, but why is it so important to you to play such a big role in, first of all, recruiting this museum to be in Arlington, Texas? Um, that was back in 2019. You started that and then and won that bid to get here. And then number two, to actually join the effort even more intimately as the chairman of the Museum Foundation's board of directors. So why is that important to you to do those things? You know, when, when we first heard about the project, um, we actually heard about it from the mayor of Arlington, and there had already been a significant effort underway from a lot of uh, our congressional representatives um, across the state to try to get the museum in Texas. And as you may or may not know, um, this has been an effort to build this museum, because the first thing I said was, doesn't this already exist? Right, right monument for these incredible heroes already and come to find out we do not and as as this effort has been trying to get off the ground for some time you know um decisions were made to not put it in Washington DC and I, I think right. a lot of that is garnered around how challenging it is to get yeah. them in DC I think that's a 20-year process or more and At least, right, right. Effect, I mean uh, and a lot of these recipients most of whom actually served in World War One, World War II, Vietnam. So as, as General Brady said, I don't have 20 years to wait on a museum. <laughs> I, I need it now. And so in that effort, um, they went out and I think over 20 cities were interested in and in actually bid to get the museum to their city. And um, it came down to the final two. And so we were engaged in that last pitch. And it was more about why Texas? Why here? And I think, um, you know, our pitch was mainly around, you know, this is such a patriotic uh, state and, and certainly a patriotic region. And so many people have such a love and admiration for the military and, and honor those who served that, that we were, we just thought, well, why wouldn't you be here? Right. And and then the other piece of that was we knew that we had this incredible platform with the Dallas Cowboys of this visibility that is completely misplaced. I mean, they, they should have ticker tape parades for war heroes and, and nurses and doctors, not for athletes, but they do. And because they do, we needed to take this misplaced interest and shine it on to those who actually deserve the interest and deserve the fanfare and the recognition. And we knew that if this museum was near us, we could do that, that we could elevate the visibility, that we could tell more people. And yes, there would be the people who actually came through the doors of the museum, but tens and hundreds of millions more 
would see it on television every time they broadcasted a game from, from AT&T Stadium or, or people were in that vicinity. So we knew we had a magnifying glass and we yeah. felt like it would be best, better served if it were here. And so off, you know, off we went to try to get it. Sure enough, we did. And we got to announce it. Speaking of the visibility in the middle of our game against the Green Bay Packers on Fox with President Bush and nine Medal of Honor recipients um, a couple of years ago. And that really was the impetus to the effort. Um, shortly thereafter, they invited me to be a part of the board. As shortly thereafter, they asked me to chair. And like I said, when we started, a who turns down an offer to chair <laughs> incredible as this, especially when you know who your honorary directors are. So I, I couldn't resist the honor to be able to serve. Um, they didn't tell me that the next month we would hit COVID. That was the only thing that I felt Shame like. on them for not telling you that. My goodness. And how in the world were we going to go out and raise $160 million from my sofa? Like how, how did that happen? <laughs> So anyway, you know, here we launched this this effort and, um, you know, built an incredible board, obviously have amazing stories of inspiration for why we want to do this and then began finding incredible supporters that wanted to step in and really be a part of this mission to bring this to life. So um, we've, we've been on an incredible journey. Uh, we have had a lot of really great success because, as you know, there is the museum that will be in Arlington, Texas, along with the monument that will be in Washington, D.C. Right. And then the leadership will actually take the values, the Leadership Institute will take the values of those that are within the museum, but espouse them across the country because everybody needs to be empowered by these values and the Institute will be able to do that. Yeah, no, I love the, the, the multi- the multi-tiered approach. And uh, so going back to um, uh, raising money from your couch, I understand that the museum just passed a tremendous fundraising milestone and we're getting ready to prepare to break ground next year. So why is it that you think that Americans from all walks of life, again, we talked about different political backgrounds, um, having a lot of money at their at their disposable and, and maybe some more modest means. Why do you think all these people are coming together to support the creation of this museum? You know, I, I think um, what we all need today is something that brings us together. Um, a, a moment that reminds us all of what an amazing country we have and mm -hmm. how much our values are similar. I, I think when we look out across our landscape today, we are only reminded of that which divides us and those things that separate me from you, as opposed to looking across the screen and say, you know what, we actually believe in the same thing. We believe in courage. We believe in sacrifice. We believe in patriotism. And these acts of uncommon valor are really what bring us together to celebrate and unify us. And I think, you know, in a weird way, I think there's probably a reason why this has not been built before. Um, and I think that's because we need it now. And mm -hmm something that everyone can rally around. And the fact that this is 
100% supported from a bipartisan standpoint, but right. also from our community. There's not anyone that I talk to that doesn't say, wow, these people are amazing. This is amazing. And I want to help bring it to life. And that's the beauty of it. And I, and I hope that through this, we will inspire what is good in America to come out and come to the forefront because that's why we're all here. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. Now, okay, so I know you've met General Brady, and who is, who is a dynamic, fantastic, uh, just, just a dynamic, dynamic speaker, and his personality is, is larger than life, which is all the more reason why all this belongs in Texas. But you have also met and gotten to know some of the other Living Medal of Honor recipients. Is there a story from one of them that stands out maybe more than the others that inspires and guides your focus on fulfilling the museum's mission? You know, I, I would say every story that I have heard from each of them, it has been so incredible. And, and you know, I, every time I hear their stories, I think about how in the world did you do that? Like, not like physically, how did you walk over there and go do that? But what was it inside you that inspired you to, to risk your life to go do that? And, you know, I think General Brady encapsulates it the best in his summary. He says that, you know, we are not all born equal and we are not all born with equal opportunity. But mm-hmm. we have all been blessed by God with an unlimited amount of courage. And it is our decision on whether or not we call upon it. And in these stories, it is about very common people, very common people and mm-hmm. many disadvantaged people, but common people who are doing uncommon things. And it's because they have found a way to transfer their fear into courage and into hope and into faith so that they can do these feats and do these things because they believe so much in the people they've never met. And that to me is what is amazing. And I was um, visiting here in my office with Leroy Petrie and he came and he's a huge cowboy fan, by the way, Bo. And I think we all have our flaws. Uh, We'll let it go. He actually told me that he was in Seattle and they asked him to carry out, um, you know, come be the 12th man for the, the uh-huh. and he's like, I can't do it. I'm a cowboy fan. And then, then they asked him, they said, okay, well, will you carry the flag out, run the team out with the American flag? And he goes, oh, I can do that. So, <laughs> so he did that, which was amazing. But, you know, he said that so many people, you know, come up to him and they say, thank you for your service. Thank you for the service. He said, but so many people don't actually even understand what they're saying when they say. And I said, what do you mean by that? And he said, well, someone came up, this gentleman came up to me and said, thank you for your service. And I just stopped and, and I asked him, do you know why I serve? And the gentleman said, well, no, I don't. And he said, I serve so that you can be free. And and I said it right to him that the gentleman became so overwhelmed and that he was crying. It's like, I don't even know who you are. And he said, I don't know you either, but I support you. And it just, it, it just like brings it all to the forefront of 
how many men and women do that? And how many of us who maybe don't have the courage to go do what they do need to understand why they do it? Right. Wow. That's, that'd be a powerful moment just to kind of witness, you know, and just be a part of as well. It, and so you kind of touched on that too, is that a lot of Medal of Honor recipients, I think every Medal of Honor recipient I've spoken to have said, you know, they, they don't wear the medal for themselves. They wear it for everybody else, people they know and don't know. Um, similarly, um, the museum also isn't about them, but it's about this need to inspire the next generation to greatness in service to their country. So why do you think that they think so strong, like they feel so strongly about that. And how will that sentiment be reflected in the exhibits at the museum? You know, I think that's such a, a, a very good point because I, I know from uh, one thing they all have in common is they are all are very uncomfortable being awarded the medal. And right. I, I know they have seen many of their fellow comrades do the exact same thing that they have done. And there, there is an uncomfortableness about that. But they certainly do understand that they represent so many um, who make similar sacrifice for us. And I think, you know, hearing these stories, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I've, you know, from General Brady to Flo Groberg, there, there's quite a generational gap there, right. right? Brady was in Vietnam and so Groberg, you know, his, his are more recent and the, what inspired them to go serve flow was inspired by nine 11 and right. so that incredible resurgence of patriotism. And, and I need to, you know, our country is amazing and we need to protect our country um, was at a very poignant moment. Obviously general Brady's was very different. You know, he had parents and grandparents, you know, uh, that, that generation of service was very different than today. And I think about flow of, of what was his kind of impetus that I have to be there. And I look like out in our locker room and those guys, I don't think were even born on right. 9-11 happened. So what is it that becomes that impetus of patriotism? And I believe in my country, I understand the history and I understand how fortunate we are to be able to do what we do. Um, and it is because of the military that give us that opportunity that we need to be reminded of why we are have the freedoms that we do. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to take everything for granted and we wake right. up I can go do this or we wake up and complain about that when you wouldn't have the opportunity to do either, either go do or complain about it if you live someplace else. So, right. so there is, there's all of that, that this will serve as an incredible reminder of, of the strength of our country, but also hopefully inspire others that this, this came with a lot of sacrifice mm -hmm. and it will go away if we don't continue to to support what it is based on and the ideals that it's based on and tell the stories we have to continue to tell these amazing stories that we will always remember that and be inspired by that so we'll make the same decisions that they did right it's it, well, it's powerful too because then by telling their stories um their their legacies and their stories and they live on beyond their you know, their, uh, their mortal life and stuff. So we can, we can all enjoy our lattes and scrambled eggs and blueberries and then off to spins class. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. 
So, you know, you mentioned too about, um, you know, just the generational thing between General Brady and Flo Goldberg and, and there is that unity. And again, we talk about needing that more than ever. And you also touched earlier on the fact that there's going to be a monument in, in the nation's capital. And so the, the house had a unanimous vote of 416 to zero um, in its version of the bill. And we have this bipartisan support also in the Senate. And I think it's important for our listeners to stop and appreciate. And you've, you've kind of this, this thread is kind of weaving through this podcast is that there is this overwhelming bipartisan support in Congress is rare, number one. And it's coming at a time when the politics in our country is, I don't know, I guess we could say pretty polarizing. Um, and so from my schoolhouse rocks days, my understanding is that the Senate bill will go for final approval and then it heads to the president's desk for signature, which will be a tremendous moment of inspiring national uni unity, which brings our country together even more. So can you talk a little bit, you've talked a little bit about that. Can you talk about when it's finalized and we get that signature for the monument in DC, um, what that'll, what that'll mean? Yeah, absolutely. So it comes out of the Senate. It actually already went through committee with unanimous support and Mm -hmm. get out of Thanksgiving. When we come to the other side of Thanksgiving, um, it will be scheduled for a full Senate vote and that's expected to have unanimous approval again. And President Biden to sign it in shortly thereafter. And I, I do think it's really important for us all to just take a step back and in our current climate of politics, you know, we just, we choose a side and we just fight. Um, we seldom do we listen <laughs> and, and yeah. I understand that the nuance and the difference between us um, on some things, um, we actually share um, who we are at our core. And I think this effort magnifies who we are at our core, who we are as individuals, who we mm-hmm. are as a nation, and, and who we want to become in the future. And this is what we're celebrating. And, and if we can peel back, you know, the bitterness and, and just the, the desire to just want to be right on something or against something and actually realize that in our very nature, who we all are as a people is, is the same. And as, as this will unify us and has, has shown us that um, we all believe in this, I, I hope that there is great inspiration that comes out of that, that says that, yes, we, we aren't actually that, that disparate of, of a nation. We right. really do have, have a true core. And if we can find that, that true center of who we are, then, then other things like that can, can find its own compromise and find its own center. And, you know, debate is healthy for all of us uh, until it's not. And right. there's a reason for that of, of giving to where we think um, that middle is. And, you know, I, I hope this stands as, as being this beacon of hope for, yep. for all of us that we, we can all come together and be behind something that's significant and that we remember that these very people that we honor and that we recognize and that we celebrate, all many gave their lives. They all played, paid tremendous sacrifice of, of family and limb for us, for mm-hmm. us together as a country. And we owe it to them to respect one another, to find where that hope and where that unity lies. Yep. 
And, and speaking of divisive times and uh, coming to the table, of course, we're coming on the heels of Thanksgiving, which is going to lead me to my final question as all these families come together and hopefully can have a just a, a sane, chill conversation. But I know that Thanksgiving holiday is also a big one for the Cowboys. And I think uh, the Cowboys and the Lions are the only two teams that that traditionally play every Thanksgiving. Um, and I know this is obviously a special time for your team and for your family. So how does your role as a champion of the Medal of Honor Museum make this annual day of Thanksgiving even more significant? So what are you most thankful for this year? You know, I, I have so much gratitude and, and I, I feel like every, every day of being engaged in this project just magnifies that. I, I wish everyone was, was so intrinsic in, into this project because there's not a day that goes by that that isn't amplified, that I, I have this amazing respect for those who choose to serve our country and that do so, so selflessly. They give up mm -hmm. so much, you know, they, we, we, all the little things that we complain about, you know, yeah. on, uh, on a daily basis that we take for granted that we get to wake up with our family. We take for granted that we are safe. We take for granted that we don't have risk in that aspect. And we take for granted that we have, you know, 10 fingers and 10 toes and both arms and both legs and, Many don't, but they gave it up so that we could have our day. And, and I just, I, I, I hope that on this Thanksgiving that everybody has a chance to reflect, to appreciate those that are around us and our families. But beyond that, they appreciate those that made our families possible and that made our families whole and that made our country a place that we can raise our families in the ways that we want. And I, I think that, um, you know, we all probably through COVID had had a little bit of a chance to, to reflect and, and have an appreciation for the, the small things in our lives that are actually the most important things. And I hope that as we do that, we don't lose sight of those that made that possible. Wow. Well, so I, I am so, this has been such an honor for me to be, to be able to spend time with you um, just from a female leadership, from an athletic leadership, from just leadership in general and a communicator, you are the right person at the right time for this. This is the right project. And I'm so glad that we have you, that the museum has you, that our Medal of Honor recipients has you. Um, and um, I guess I can see now why the Cowboys are doing so well. And I love them that they love you. And I know, whatever. I'm probably going to lose some friends over that statement, you know, but, <laughs> but Charlotte, thank you so much for your time with us today. And the museum, again, is clearly in good hands. Um, we have groundbreaking um, next year, construction early next year. And I know personally, I'm thankful for all the work and the leadership that you provide. And I know that everybody on the team is and the country is as well. So we will all be following along closely in the coming months. Um, so that'll be it for, uh, for us today. And to learn more about the National Medal of Honor Museum, you can visit mohmuseum.org. And please join us next time on the Mission Inspire podcast. 